It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday, barely. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. I am playing hurt today. I don't want to self-diagnose, but pneumonia, Scoots, is my Ooh. is my call. Sounds like Man. a self-diagnosis. It is, and I'm a I'm a hypochondriac. So, <laughs> but I was up till four thirty ish. I didn't write any show today. Nothing. Should be a fun time. Should be fun. I got nothing. Eminem <laughs> uh, Carnage Hotline's open. It is Tuesday, March twenty eighth. I think Eminem Carnage Hotline is open. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Got to find the uh, – see how slow I am today? Okay. <laughs> Looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going the right direction? Right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard that right. 89 cents. Come in today. Grab a fountain drink. From Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Maybe you should go get you a big 32-ounce Sprite for your rumbly tums. Wouldn't, uh, like, Gatorade or something be better? Powerade? I've all, when I was a kid, I always drank Sprite for an upset stump, tummy and all that. Sprite or 7-Up? Either. Because I, I remember my mother, the 7-Up. That was mm, the I was always a Sprite guy. Oh, 7-Up, that'll, uh, it's got something in it. That's Bull crap, right? <laughs> There's no way. Uh, the women's Final Four is set. Number one, South Carolina still undefeated. They will play Iowa on Friday night. If you're not doing anything, tune into that. Because South Carolina is the best team in the country. They are going to try to bully Caitlin Clark. She's the best shooter in the country. And as she proved against Louisville on, on uh, Friday night, it is going to be glorious. And then Virginia Tech, also a number one seed. They beat Ohio State last night. They will play LSU. SEC has two teams in the Final Four. And uh, I'm going to give Iowa a puncher's chance because if Caitlin Clark can score 41 again, you're in the game. But South Carolina is so good going for back-to-back championships and an undefeated season. So they play on Friday and Sunday? Yes. It's their championship? Yes. You know, it's funny. That's It's interesting because I've always thought instead of playing the national championship for the men's on Monday night, I've always said they should put the final four on Thursday and then play the championship on Saturday. Well, how about Friday, Sunday? And then we'll have the women well, if that's play what the Saturday. Women have the women play Saturday, Monday. Either way. I don't care. I mean, either way, we get four straight days of final four basketball. You can't, well, you're getting that in. It'd be anyway. awesome. You're getting it anyway. Yeah, Friday, I guess, Saturday, but we but we got to stay Monday. up till midnight on Monday night. Well, that's true, and that's, that's not true. good. Well, those of us who are retired don't really care. Those of us who are still employed are tired of them catering to the West Coast market. I was. Uh, this is going to be a long show. <laughs> I was in bed at ten thirty this morning. Still in bed. Slept in downstairs because I didn't want to wake my wife up. I had the cough. She she had to drive to Shelbyville and Lexington today. I didn't want to keep her awake. That was ninety minutes ago, John. What's that? That you woke up. I know. <laughs> I kept hitting the snooze. Take it easy, Trevor. 30-minute intervals. By the way, tonight, I'm going to try. I'll be there. Jeffersonville High School, Jeffersonville Red Devils, and the Manual Crimsons 
High School Baseball tonight right here on the Big X. Buzz Frank from Old Goat Radio. Manuel will uh, join me, and we will uh, have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to not going to take it too seriously. It's early season baseball, but we are going to call the game tonight right here on the Big X. Justin will be on the board, right? Yeah, I didn't know it was you calling the game. I don't know if I can handle that much John Spears in well, one I can, day. We can call Matt, <laughs> see if he wants to do it. I've already had my dose of him today, too. I'm good. Uh, I, I mentioned this Friday, and I, I said it yesterday. I was wrong. What? I know. Louisville rolled out the red carpet. And Scooter, I told you you should you could go down there and get a ticket for twenty bucks. I was wrong. Friday, that place was packed, upper level as well at the Yum Center, which rarely gets is packed. Didn't happen all year. Well, there are reasons for that, <laughs> but it was great. And I said this too: Alabama had forty percent of the crowd. The other three schools had twenty percent. But once Alabama looks like they might be in trouble. All of a sudden, not only the San Diego State fans, everyone, Creighton and Princeton are now pulling for San Diego State as well, and it's 60-40 the other way. And it changed quickly. It was like a switch was turned where the Creighton and Princeton fans went, oh, what's going on here? What was your favorite game from this weekend? Uh, I guess that Alabama-San Diego State game. Because San Diego State just, they uh, they were men, and they, they overwhelmed Brandon Miller. Now, I know he had a groin injury. But he was one for ten from three, three for nineteen from the field. He ended the tournament with the worst shooting percentage ever mm. for a player with thirty attempts or more in a tournament. He was eight for thirty-one in the tournament. Yikes! Now he's still going to be the number three or four pick in the draft. But that San Diego State team—it would not surprise me if they're cutting the nets down on Monday, because a they get Florida Atlantic, while Miami and uh, UConn are beating a snot out of each other on the other side. And they play such good defense. I was down low. I was up high Friday, but I was down low on Sunday. And, man, you don't get around them. When they're playing man-to-man defense, you make your move, they're there. They are there. So you were – You're not getting around them. You were at the tables, like, behind the scores table? Uh, Across from the scores table. Okay. I was because I was looking for you there on Friday night. No, and I was like, I was oh, he's probably Friday. up in the yeah. corner. Yeah, because I didn't see you. And ball I was board. shocked that I was. But I was my my seat was between the Crimson White, which was the newspaper, and Bama Weekly. Oh, Neither boy. one of them were there. No, on Sunday they were done. Oh, true. Yeah. So they said, eh, let's put the big guy down there uh, <laughs> between a couple of Alabama people because they're not showing up. They give him plenty of room. It was great in uh, Louisville. I rode down there Friday. It was pouring down rain, as it did all day, mm-hmm. and there were people milling around in ponchos with umbrellas, and it was. I thought, oh, man, I was wrong. These people have shown up here. And Louisville did a great job. The university, the, uh, the city did a great job of getting these people. And uh, it, I said this yesterday, it'll never happen, but I'd love to see the Yum Center get a Final Four. It's not going to happen because they're all at domes now, right? They're all at football stadiums now, so it's not going to happen. But they they earned it, and they earned a spot in the rotation, whether it's first two rounds or regional. They should be um, every other year. There should be something at Louisville because the fans. You got to remember these fans. A lot of these people didn't have a dog in the fight. Their team was four and twenty eight this year, and they showed up. 
which surprised me. The Final Four is going to be really tough for me. So I had the whole line about Florida Atlantic being on their business trip. So that's that's where I want to cheer. But we had, for those of you that don't know, my real job is a hotel job. We had all kinds of fans from Creighton, from San Diego State. And it's going to be really hard for me to cheer against San Diego State because their fans that were at our hotel just couldn't have been any nicer. Holy smokes, they were awesome. Uh, I had a couple of San Diego State guys right behind me, young kids. Mm-hmm. They were F-bombing the whole game. <laughs> and they had uh, San Diego, so they had floral tank tops on. Sure. They were they were loving life. <laughs> and I said after the game, I turned around and said, you, got, you boys have a good time tonight, but don't have too good of a time. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Very respectful after they F-bombed the referee the whole game. <laughs> um, Texter says, in the late 60s, the national semifinals were played on Thursday night. And the national championship was played on Saturday afternoon. Love that. You'd be good with that, right? Love that, yeah. Well, there's so much else going on on Saturday afternoon. Um, like what? Uh, baseball starts this week. You got golf. You got uh, I think everybody's XFL. Gonna, you I, got XFL. I think everybody would tune to the national yeah, championship you're right. game. No, you're right. I'm just I'm being I'm tongue in cheek. <laughs> uh, did you see last night? I'm going to talk some NBA today. Because why not the college season? As far as around here, once the Louisville women lost, it's over. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid didn't play last night. Coward. Now, the question I have is, if you had a vote for MVP, would that affect your decision? Absolutely. I agree. thousand percent. J.J. Reddick came out today and said it would not, it's not going to affect my decision on who I vote for. He didn't, say, Bur- he didn't say who he was voting for. Kendrick Perkins said the opposite, though. I don't understand. I, I know load management is a real thing in the NBA. And look, Joel Embiid has had a lot of injuries in his career. I give him that. But the schedule's in front of you. Don't play the night before. Yeah. Philadelphia and Denver play twice a season. The first game, Embiid dominated Jokic in Philly. And then last night in Denver, he sits. I got no respect for that. Yeah. I got none. If I had a vote, and it's, you know, I'll never have a vote, but if I did, that would, t- I would tend now to say, okay, Jokic is the guy. You, I, you've got to, you got to play in that game. I just don't know why Embiid would sit in that game, especially with dominating him the first performance. Don't you want that smoke? You know, like, don't you want to go into that and just stamp your case for MVP? Because, I mean, he is the favorite now, but it's pretty close. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Okay. True. But I think if if you're beat up, you take off the night before. You don't not play in this game. Joel Embiid is averaging 33.3 points a game, 10.2 rebounds. Double-double. All right. Uh, the Joker, who had 25-17-12 and 12 last night, is averaging 24.9 points, so about eight points fewer. 11.9 rebounds, a little bit more, and 9.9 assists, double what Embiid averages. Now, part of the MVP vote is fatigue. You don't remember this because you're too young, but Michael Jordan was the best player in the league for X number, however long he was in the league, he was the best player. But Barkley won an MVP. Steve Nash won an MVP. There is voter fatigue. I can't vote for the same guy over and over again. And Joker's won two in a row. So there are voters out there looking for a reason to not vote for Nikola Jokic. 
They're the number one team in the West. Embiid has James Harden, who leads the league in assists, Tyrese Maxey. Joker has Jamal Murray, who was hurt for the year and a half, mm-hmm. and Michael Porter Jr. And he's putting up these numbers. Joker's MVP in my book. And he was before last night, but because Embiid didn't play and have a chance to dominate a second time, which I think might have put him over the edge, in my opinion, and he doesn't play. I I, I, I don't know. Denver won, by the way, 116-111 last night. Oh. Uh, they are 51-24 and now with uh, seven games left. Those standings in the West. They are brutal. Well, the Lakers. They're in now, right? They're in right now. Uh, it's crazy. Um, I think they were in the nine spot. Well, they were in the, yeah, the nine spot, I believe. Uh, the last I saw. But I think Utah won last night or two nights ago. Uh, the Lakers are in the nine spot. Yeah. But they are they have the exact same record as the Thunder, who's in the ten spot. And the Mavericks, who have played one more game but have one more loss than those two teams, is, are in the 11th spot. The Mavericks mm-hmm. finally won a game last night. The Doncic-Kyrie experiment is not going well. Who'd have thunk it? I told you Kyrie, that when uh, that trade was made. Two days ago, Kyrie had a fan kicked out. Did you see that? Uh, and it wasn't somebody, you know, usually it's one of those people in the, in the rich seats. That's uh, been overserved mm-hmm. and they spilling beer and they're talking trash. This guy was ten rows up. I don't know what he said, but he got Kyrie's ear. Play ball, exactly. Just play ball. Did you see the Bradley Beal thing? Uh, no. He's being investigated. Spitting for spitting. Yeah. After the fan told him he lost, or he told Beal that he cost him thirteen hundred dollars, and, <laughs> and Beal was like, "I don't care. It's not come here to play basketball." You cost me thirteen hundred because you missed a dunk, right? <laughs> it's crazy. The dead air is me coughing, by the way. So the Nuggets are fifty-one and twenty-four. They are number one in the West. Grizzlies are three and a half back. So the Nuggets have pretty much locked up the number one spot. The Grizzlies solidly in the two spot. Then you got Sacramento. I'm going to start calling them my Sacramento Kings. Nobody saw this coming. You can't call them that. Sabonis is great. But nobody knew he he should be in the MVP discussion. Yeah. He really should. Mm-hmm. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has been fantastic. That's a that's a really good team. Uh, the Suns have moved up to fourth. Here's the deal. Four through, well, let's do eight, six. Six through 11 is separated by two games. That is, Minnesota's got the last spot in the playoffs, not the play-in, but the playoffs. Then the Warriors, Pelicans, Lakers, and Thunder. And then you got the Mavericks, and a a half a game behind those last two teams. Um, Look, I like, I love greatness. I've said this many times. People don't appreciate greatness. LeBron is great. He is, if not the best player ever, he's the second best player ever in NBA history. However, I pull against the Lakers. I pull against LeBron. I do. Why? Even I don't know. I don't know what it is because it doesn't make any sense. I pulled for Tom Brady because I pulled for greatness. Why don't I pull for LeBron? 
I think it probably has to do with you being a Celtics fan. Well, does that, that does that have anything it, to play into it? But I think it's also because I'm a Michael Jordan guy. Okay, that makes sense too. I'm a Michael Jordan guy. And by the way, this this Nike movie is coming out. Mm-hmm. More publicity for Michael Jordan. Yep. LeBron's got to be pulling his hair out. <laughs> he tried with Space Jam two, right, to get his name out there. Hey, come on! Remember when we had the pandemic? What, what did you watch during the pandemic? What Tiger did, King. What did everybody watch? Tiger King. What else did everybody watch? Mm. The Last Dance. That's right. Yeah, I forgot ES- that was during COVID. ESPN moved it up so because no games were going on, they moved it up a couple of months and and ran it. And you know, LeBron was going really, really. This guy hadn't played in twenty years, and this is this is what I got to watch while I'm in the bubble. Now, let me ask you this in regards to LeBron. When he was in Cleveland and Miami, did you actively I, cheer against those teams? Well, I pulled for him in Cleveland okay. because he had no help. Yeah, especially the first round, first time through, he mm-hmm. had no. Eric Snow was a point guard. He had no help. Uh, Miami, I didn't really pull for him because of the decision and the way he went about it. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. It was the quote. He brought in Chris uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really pull for him in Miami. Not one, not two. I know. Come on. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. I don't know what we're going to talk about because I didn't write anything down today, but we'll take a break and figure it out during the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show with that number. Texter says, Scooter, San Diego State fans are nice because there's no better place to live in the United States. Been there a dozen times or so, and it's glorious. Ama- I, amazing how 70 degrees every day of your life makes you happy. I could imagine that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be okay with that. I don't know how I feel about living in California, but I'd I'd give it a whirl. I've never been Well, I, I went to Hawaii. I flew to Hawaii for my honeymoon. But I've never been other than that, never been west of Texas, really. You never been to Vegas? Oh no, v- west of Vegas. My okay. bad. I never been to LA, never been to Same. San Francisco. I've never been to California, period. Uh first time the Nuggets and Sixers played Sixers won at 126-119. Joel Embiid had 47 and 18. Pretty good. So why didn't he play last night? Uh, Jokic in that game had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. So that was dominant by Joel Embiid. What's their records? Uh the Sixers are 49 and 26. Nuggets 51 and 24. Two game difference. Well, wow. Now, the Nuggets are in first place. The Sixers are in third place behind the Bucks and Celtics. I, my Celtics are falling apart. Are they? I haven't been paying attention. They beat, they beat San Antonio the other night, 137-93. to 93. But San Antonio's terrible. That doesn't sound like they're falling apart, Jim. Uh Well, that's one game against a bad team. Uh, t- uh, Emmanuel quickly put up 40 last night for, uh, for the Knicks against... Another terrible team, Houston. Uh, career high for quickly. So once again, I, I, and I, I got, I have a feeling 
that UK fan gets very upset when these guys score a bunch of points. Do you? Yeah. When Tyrese Maxey, what did you say? He had 20 and a quarter last 20, night? Yep. They go, eh, why didn't Cal let him go? Why didn't Cal let him, let him play like that? I mean, Jamal Murray. I, I just I don't know that they have that mindset because, I mean, you have to realize as a basketball fan that those guys have taken leaps and bounds was, in their games. They're still mad Shaden Sharp didn't play last year. Yeah. Now that one they can be upset about. <laughs> 137-115, New York beat Houston last night. Uh, the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs, by the way, which is uh, a rarity. But quickly, 40 points. He was 14 of 18 from the field, including 5 of 7 from three-point range, and he dished out nine assists. That's a that's a pretty good night. That's a good game, yeah. Uh, I was wrong about Utah. They lost last night. They lost at home to Phoenix. That's one of those games – Utah traded everybody. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Rudy Gobert, sent him to Minnesota. They got rid of Donovan Mitchell, sent him to Cleveland. They were going to tank, and they are in the hunt for the play-in game, play-in uh, tournament. It's pretty crazy. They got Laurie Markkinen, who nobody knew about, and now he's putting up unbelievable numbers. But Phoenix beat Utah 117-103 last night. Devin Booker, 24 points for the, uh, the Sun Devils as I like to call him. Laurie Markkinen, 25 points, 9 rebounds. He's an all-star. He was an all-star. Um, New Orleans, who's going to be in the playoffs, beat Portland 124-90. I feel for Damian Lillard. That's a terrible team. And he loves the town, and he loves uh, being a Portland Trailblazer, but, man, he cannot love the way they play basketball it's, right now. It's wild to me because they have a really good team. I mean, you look at – you mentioned Shaden Sharp. You've got Lillard. They're, who's their big man? Um, well, they traded McCollum in the uh, a season and a half ago, and uh, I think that was a killer. They, they still have Nurkic, right? Uh, I don't think he played last. No, they don't have Nurkic. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play last night. Okay, so but I, I mean, think, he's, he might be banged up because in that game you got to play. Yeah, um, they're thirty-two and forty-three this year. They got uh, Nasir Little, the old North Carolina Tar Heel. Drew Eubanks, Sharp started last night. He had twelve and eight. But uh, Lillard didn't play last night either, so they're mailing it in now. Uh, Minnesota beat Sacramento. In Sacramento, they didn't get to light the beam. You know how they do the beam now? No. It's like the Luxor in Vegas. It's a, a, a unbelievably large beam that goes straight up into the sky when they win a game. Huh. Through the arena and out into the night sky. You ever but, been in the Luxor in Vegas? Yes. You know how many Stay rooms there? You know how many rooms that place has? I have no idea. I asked when I was there last time. 4,000. They should be cheap. That's insane. You should be able to get in cheap. They have 400 housekeepers that work at that place. De'Aaron Fox had 29 points last night for the uh, Kings in a loss. 29.6 assists. Sabonis 24, 10, and 4. I'm telling you, DeMontis Sabonis should be in the conversation for MVP. He's averaging 19.2 points, 12.5 rebounds, 7.2 assists. Those are pretty good numbers. Yeah, but if you think about and, that. And it's the Kings, but and they're in third place. But he's 14 points behind Embiid, what, a rebound ahead of him, and then three assists ahead of him? But 14 points. Is he's a lot. not their main scorer. Darren Fox is their main scorer. True. Uh, Clippers beat Chicago last night, 124 112. Nicholas Batum hit eight three-pointers. What? 
for uh, the Clips last night. He's still in the league? Nicholas Batum, uh, 24 points. All of his points came on three-pointers. How about that? All of his shots were three-pointers. He was 8 of 10, all three-pointers. That's what you call a perimeter specialist. He never... He did not get winded because he never went inside the three-point line on either end. He didn't play any defense either. Uh, so the Bulls lose again. Um, East, the Bucks are two games ahead of the Celtics. I, and here's another thing. We don't talk about uh, Giannis for MVP anymore either, which seems crazy. Now, he's missed some games, mm-hmm. which kind of hurts him. But uh, his numbers – 31 points, 11.7 rebounds, 5.6 assists. And Chris Middleton was hurt for a large chunk of the year. He does have Drew Holiday. But uh, the fact that we don't talk, we take that guy for granted. Yeah. When he's on the break and he takes off from the foul line and dunks like he's uh, dunking a donut and a cup of coffee, it's unbelievable. Neat. So, see, I want to kind of circle back around to your whole MVP discussion because you said yeah. it's voter fatigue, and I just I don't on know him too. I don't, yeah, but I don't know that that's the case. I just think that we've seen what Giannis is, and I do think it's we take him for granted situation. I agree. Here's the problem with Jokic: there's only been two guys that have won MVP three years in a row. Larry Bird was one. Um, I don't know who the other one was. I had to look it up, or you can look it up for me since I'm sick. They don't want to give Joker third in a row. That's just the way it is. The old school guys that vote on this are the the mindset is he's no Larry Bird, so we're not giving him three in a row. You actually didn't even get one of them. Oh, okay, who are they? Not Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. And Michael didn't win three in a row. He didn't. That's incredible. But the old school guy saying, "Well, you know, he's not my—he's not Bill Russell." I mean, it's—it's it's similar. It's similar to what Giannis is doing, though. Like we've just grown so accustomed to those guys' games, and it's—it's it's really is a shame because they're Joker can't jump over a Shepherdsville phone book. Mm-hmm. You kids, a phone book used to be uh, something that had phone numbers in it. Thanks for not describing it to me this time. Uh, I said you young guys. No, last time you called me out directly. Celtics are uh, in second place, Sixers in third. My Cavaliers, uh, can I call them my Cavaliers? <laughs> they're my they're my long shot special in the East. You cheer for half the NBA these days. No, I don't cheer for <laughs> the Sixers. I don't cheer for the Knicks. You've said Nets. my Cavaliers, my Sacramento Kings, and we all know they're your Boston, Boston Celtics. Celtics. Three out of 30. Cavaliers are 48 and 28. They win most of their games by double digits. It's incredible. They have more double-digit wins than anybody in the league, which is a crazy stat. Um, but they're forty-eight. They're twenty games over five hundred. They're going to be the four seed. Maybe they catch Philadelphia for the three seed. It doesn't really matter. Well, it kind of matters. Are you trying to avoid the Bucks in the in the conference semifinals? I guess you are. We got like what seven games left. Yeah, not many left, and. Uh, Cavaliers are only a game and a half behind Philadelphia. But Philadelphia's got a game in hand. So uh, The Knicks are fifth. They're 10 games over 500. they They're going to the playoffs where they will fizzle out, as they always do. Uh, then you got Brooklyn. Brooklyn's 40 and 25. Uh, 40 and 35, excuse me. There's no Kyrie. There's no KD. 
And here they are. They're going to be in the playoffs. Whatever happened to Cam Thomas? Remember him starting with his hair on fire? We haven't heard his name since. God, he scored, he scored those 40. He games. scored like three straight 40 point games. Somebody decided, yeah, well, we better guard this guy. <laughs> uh, the Heat, if the season ended today, the play in games would be, the play in teams would be Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls. That's pretty good. Wait, is that the last? Does that go down to 12? That's 7 through 10. Wait, so 7 and 8 are in the play-in? Yes. But they're just, they're waiting. The Heat would only have to win one game. That Wow. So, oh, I had it all messed up then. Yeah. I thought I thought 1 through 8 was in, and then 9 no, and no. 10 had to play the play-in game. No, no, no. Wow. That's big. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it works. I think 9 plays 10. The loser plays eight. The winner moves on to play seven. Uh, and then somehow the, the Heat would have to lose twice. Let's put it that way hmm. at this point. Uh, Western Conference, Den- uh, Denver. I talked about this earlier. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix. Clippers, T-Wolves. There's your top six. And then uh, Warriors, Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder. That is an interesting play-in. You got... Shea Gilgis Alexander, LeBron, Zion if he's healthy, and the Warriors. Yikes. To get into the playoffs. I think maybe two of those bottom get in the playoffs. The Warriors have been awful. They can't win away from home. Awful. Their record away from home is nine and twenty-nine. Not great. Uh, that's hard to do. The thirty and eight at home, but guess what? They're going to be on the road if they're if they stay in the spot they're in. Mm-hmm. Nine and twenty nine. They did win a road game this past week, so you got something going on there. The Mavericks to me are an anomaly. The Jazz are right there. The Jazz are probably not going to make it, but they're a great story. Who's going to have the number one pick in the NBA? Draft, that's what it's all about now, because who's going to get Victor Wembayama? Wembayama. Seven foot four. Four and guard game. I wish it was. Do you ever wish that the NBA was like any of the other sports in terms of their figuring out the NBA draft? Like order? How do you basically, how do you feel about the balls and the percentage? Um, well, m- most of the time, the team with the worst record, ha- who also has the best percentage chance to get the number one pick, gets the number one pick. Most of the time. I don't feel like it plays out like that. Most of the time it does. The Pistons are 16 and 59. Uh, they're by far the worst team in the East by eight and a half games, by the way. And then you've got the Rockets are 18, have 18 wins. The Spurs have 19. Those are, without question, the three worst teams in the league. Rockets, Spurs, and Pistons. And the Pistons, they have got they had the number one pick. They got Cade Cunningham two years ago. Mm-hmm. They got Jay Navi on this team. They should be better. But uh, they stink. All right, we'll talk a little college basketball. Why not? Final four coming up this weekend in Houston. Men's, women's coming up this weekend as well. We'll break it down for you. Major League Baseball is two days away. Woo-hoo. I can start betting me some overs. I'm so <laughs> excited. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. 
on the Big Act. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your last minute text into the show at 414-1450. Texter says, John's example of the Celtics falling apart is a 44-point win. All right. In March, the Celtics had a three-game losing streak to Brooklyn, the Knicks, and the Cavaliers. They also lost to one of the worst teams in the league, Houston. Now, since that Houston loss, they have won five out of six. Yeah, they're so, they're really sliding. Better be careful. They won at Utah. They won at, uh, They lost to Utah by one, but they won at Sacramento by twenty-three. That's an impressive win. Your Sacramento, uh, my Sacramento Kings. So, hey, maybe the, you know what? I'm glass half empty guy. When they lose a game, it feels like they lose three or four. You, you've already said it once today. Can we just get it again? Do you, I just want to hear you say it. You're wrong. Just one, just another time. No, I'm not wrong on this one. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. What did Tony send me here? Odds to win March Madness. Connecticut was plus 8,000 before the season started. Oh, my Before the gosh. season. They're now minus 125. San Diego State was plus 6,000. They're now plus 380. I kind of like – remember I told you I liked 5-1 to one UConn the other they day? They had better odds preseason than UConn? That's yes. surprising. Uh, Miami was plus 8,000. They're now plus 475. Jeez. And FAU was plus 15,000. Now they're plus 650. So $1 would have got you 1500 Well, they're not going to win it. Right? I, I wouldn't count on that. We don't have any idea, do we? No. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Bring in David. How are you today, David? Well, I'm doing just fine, John. Um, I'm glad that your experience at the um, the Sweet 16 at the Yum Center it turned out really well. It sounded from just you know watching and listening on television that the atmosphere was you know, really something and whatever you said I, 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 I was I was impressed with what I, what I was hearing so I, I don't um, I don't know how it, how they got it to work because San Diego State had a great crowd Creighton had a great crowd yeah. um, mm-hmm. on Sunday it wasn't full but the lower yeah. bowl was full and the upper deck was probably half full that's pretty good yeah. when you got Creighton and San Diego State playing in Louisville Oh, I know. Yeah, and that was a historic thing because you know neither one of them, you know, the, the trip to the Final Four had probably had probably had never done the Elite Eight. What, what San Diego State and uh, Creighton for the Elite Eight, you know, saying to play for the Final Four, that was really something. The only thing that really was just, I, I and I hated that this happened. I'm sure you talked about it. Was the foul at the end of the game? And, and I'm sure you know it was probably the right call. Right, it was the right call. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The As timing of it was it. awful, but yes, it was the right Oh, time. I know. Yeah. And the thing, the only thing that really, I guess, just kind of bothered me is that, well, I mean, well, during the game, you know, when CBS, you know, gets uh, Gene Steratore fine, but even after the game, you know, they're, they're talking about it in the studio, and they have Gene Steratore again, 
in you know, talking when they're in the studio at the end of the game, you know, after the game's already been done. You know, I thought, why can't you just go ahead and move on to the next game and come back to it at halftime on, on that subject if you, if that's the way you all feel about it. I, well, I, I just wish they could have, you know. I give, of, I give Greg McDermott, the Creighton coach, a lot of credit because yes. he was very upset with the call. He was yeah. in the official's ear. I give the referee credit mm-hmm. too. He didn't. He didn't bite. He did what he said. I'm not going to give him a technical here. And then yeah. after the game, I know there's a cooling down period. But when right. Greg McDermott came out for the press conference, he complimented San Diego State. He said, "Look, there's a lot of lot of plays in this game that could have gone either way. So I'm not going to blame this um, loss on one call. Uh, let's just give San Diego State credit for for making the plays they had to make." Um, you know, if we'd have made one more play, we'd have won the game. So I give Greg McDermott a lot of credit because when they go to these oh, press conferences, sure. there's always at least yeah. one sports writer or commentator oh, that yeah. raises his hand and go, "Hey, what would you think about the call on that last play of the game?" Yeah, and he didn't. Yeah. He didn't bite. He might have hated the call, but he didn't bite. He did it in a class. He talked about it in a classy way. Uh, it was a you know, it was a slobber knocker. Fifty-seven, fifty-six was. The oh, final. No. Oof. But yeah. it's a great game. It's a it's a game. Yeah, where, like I said, the announcers, yeah, you know, announcers, Ian Eagle and Jim Spinarco in Louisville. That was that was the neat thing about it. You know, that really good announcers for for, the, for those games though. Spinarco's you know, so Ian tall. Eagle's Jim Spinarco. He's so tall. What that? Spinarco's so Who's tall. That? Oh, is he? Oh my gosh! Oh wow! I walked by him and I was like, <laughs> my goodness! I didn't realize he was that tall. Jeminsky's a lot taller. I've walked by Jeminsky before, but Spinarco's taller than I remembered him being when he played at Duke. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, thank you, David. I appreciate the call as always. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what did you think about that last call? Because you were rolling your eyes at me there, Scoots. I thought it was the right call. It was the right. No, call. I wasn't rolling my eyes. Timing was awful. Yeah. One point two is what they ended up putting back on the clock. Uh, it, and then, Tramel misses the first free throw. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, because I had the over. All right, I'm I'm wanting overtime here. And, uh, boy, he was smooth on that second one. If if he didn't grab him on the side like he did, I would say it would have been the wrong call, but you can't grab somebody like that. Yeah, the, the contact altered the shot. Yeah. That's it. The contact altered the shot. By the way, David, not a big uh, Gene Steratore fan. I guess not. <laughs> I like some of these guys. I like Gene Steratore because he will, he will tell you what he thinks. He doesn't wait. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wait to see what the officials call so that he can now agree with them. He tells you, this is what I think they're going to call, and this is why. And then if, if they don't call it that way, he'll he'll say, I didn't see it that way. And I respect that. Yeah, same. Because he refereed with these guys for years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it would be easy for him to just go, well, let's wait and see what they call, and then I'll tell you whether I agree with it or not. He doesn't do that. By the way, you mentioned Jim Spinarco and his height. My uh, Jim Spinarco moment was Jay Billis. Didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, when I first walked by. Jaminski's a beast. Mike Jaminski, who works uh, ACC games, mm-hmm. works at U of L a lot. He's just mammoth. He's a he's a Bigfoot. <laughs> he's a Yeti. Texture says preseason AP top twenty five. San Diego State was nineteen. The other three teams were not ranked. That's true. Yeah, I forgot San Diego State was ranked preseason. And remember the Mountain West? Remember we talked about Mountain yeah. West had lost 10 straight games? Yeah, there games. goes that. 
And they lost. Boise State lost in the first round. Nevada lost in the play-in game. Utah State. Uh, and they were, and then San Diego State. Okay, they won one, and then they went again and again and again. So we really can't say anything bad about the Mountain West now. If you're the SEC, or if you're the Big Ten, or if you're the uh, Big Twelve, you can't say anything. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm thinking, well, Mountain West had luck this year, but the last four seasons they haven't. So next year's bracket, guess who I'm picking to lose every first-round game? Mountain West. Uh, Tom Izzo had some interesting comments this week. He said uh, Big Ten's the best team, best conference. I don't know how you can say that. Well, his argument is good. His argument is we beat each other up, and therefore – now, Michigan State was the last Big Ten team left standing here. But they beat we beat each other up. Therefore, when the brackets are released, we, we're sevens, sixes, eight. Maybe a, Indiana, I think, was a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Purdue was a one, of course. But, you know, but our middle-of-the-pack teams have beaten each other up all year, so we don't get a good seed. Whereas... You know, San Diego State gets a five. It's like, no no kidding, Tom. That's what people have been saying for years. What, are you serious? He said that yesterday? He said it a couple days ago. Literally, that's it's all I've heard for the last 20 years. The, uh, we just beat each other up in the, the season. Conference. Like, what? They're not the best conference. They're just not. Um, if they were, they would have a championship on their resume to show for Since it. Michigan State 2002? 2000, no, 2000. 2000. That's a long. That's a that's a lifetime. Yeah. That's a that's an adult who can vote, or who can uh, drink. I mean, Mateen Cleaves, who was on that team, he probably has seventy four ad- years old. Probably has an adult child at this point. Texture says, "Isn't Purdue in the Big Ten? Of course. I just said Purdue was the number one seed. But how often How'd that work out? You don't get one seeds from the Big Ten all that often. So <laughs> that that argument is valid. I mean, I guess the. So, Sorry, what uh, Izzo said, but yeah, you Purdue. I can't think of another number one seed the Big Ten's had in recent memory. It doesn't help when you lose to Fairleigh Dickinson, true, and when Indiana gets routed as a four seed by the five seed. And uh, look, Michigan State had a nice little run there. They beat Marquette. All right, well done. Had a legitimate shot to win their next game. Couldn't pull it pull it out. But uh, you know, I. I you can't get on the microphone and say we're the best conference. You just can't do it. Um, the other thing, you got a caller? Yeah, that's Ed. He said he's going to be real quick. I got 100 against. <laughs> Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Hello, Edward. How are you? I think you got me sick, by the way. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, if Izzo says they beat each other up in the middle of the pack, then start beating some of those teams in the middle of the pack. The years that you won the NCAA, and I like Izzo. I think he's a great coach. He's outstanding. But beat those middle-range teams. I mean, Purdue is given an easy road to get to the Final Four. They can't win their first. And I like Matt Painter. I'm not a Purdue hater. I mean, same thing with Alabama. You get a number one overall seed, buddy, and you got a pretty – you should have an easier road than the rest of the people. And you can't win it. Now, was there a great, a good conference this year? They were all probably, probably pretty alike. There wasn't a great conference. There were some good players. There were some real good players. 
I don't know if there's any great players. I think Caitlin Clark, Clark with Iowa. <laughs> My yep. goodness, she could play. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm going to be fired up on Thursday for baseball. So, buddy, you and Scooch better be ready. You're coming in, right? As of right now, you're coming I'll in. Be there. I'll be there with bells on. Reds over under 100 losses. Oh, you would have to say that. I'm going you? under it. I believe I'm in the going Reds. Under. I'm, I'm going under, and I said I made a bet with Tim Sullivan that they'll finish no worse than 15 games under 500. That's going out on a limb, buddy. Ooh, Ed, your money, is going as, out on a limb. your money is as good as gone, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only bet a cheeseburger, so I'm... <laughs> from, from White Castle, a White Castle <laughs> cheeseburger? Hey, I forgot about that. I forgot the name of the place. It'd be a White Castle doll. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Ed will be in Thursday to uh, give uh, – Tony will be in tomorrow. We're going to give our divisional picks for Major League Baseball, Pettit winners, and uh, why not World Series winner too. And, Scooter, you're jumping in on that, too. I'm ready. Texture says, uh, didn't the same rule that kept Bellarmine out last year allow Fairleigh Dickinson in this year? Yes, it did. Fairleigh Dickinson did not win their regular season in the in their – conference they did not win the conference tournament merrimack won both and merrimack just like bellarmine is in that transition period where they are uh ineligible to play in the ncaa tournament it's a ridiculous rule but there we are seems a little more cruel for merrimack because they were in year four of transition so bellarmine's got one more year i think two Two more years? Last year was the first year. This would have been the second year. So, they, yeah, they have so to they wait two more years. So, they won the conference tournament their, their first, first year? Their first year, yeah. Very first oh, year. That is tough. By the way, I saw this today. NFL, the NFL is going to have sports books in the stadiums this year. Sweet. Now, you can do you can bet on your phone anyway. If you're mm-hmm. in a Colts game, right, yeah. you can bet on your phone anyway. Right. I'm not going to a kiosk, yeah. Right. But I think it's interesting that the no-fun league, the NFL, who for years distanced themselves from sport gambling and like it was leprosy, all of a sudden is all in. DraftKings, uh, point bets, these are, these are now corporate partners with the NFL. And you can, you're going to be able to go to a Bengals game if you want to, or a Colts game. And walk over to kiosk when it's seven to nothing Colts and bet the other team to win. It's kind of bad news for the Jaguars. They're going to have to hire an extra personnel just to keep an eye on Calvin Ridley. Oh, that is so mean spirited. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, I predict, will have a unbelievable. Oh, he's going to be incredible. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence to yeah. Calvin Ridley, and they got Ingram back. Jaguars are going to be good. Unbelievable. Uh, Lamar yesterday with his comments. I think it was calculated. I think he did it on purpose. Keep this in mind. Jim, uh, John Harbaugh at the NFL owners meetings was uh, giving a press conference. He had a 30-minute meet and greet, answer questions with the media. 90 seconds into that press conference is when Lamar Jackson sent out his tweet. <laughs> so you've got reporters reading the tweet in the middle of this press conference and going raising their hands. <laughs> hey, John, uh, Lamar just posted this. What do you think? <sighs> Where's it going? Um, I got the odds here. Colts are the favorite. Colts are the favorite. I'd be happily surprised. I'd love to see them in Indianapolis. I'm a Titans fan, but if I can, I, I, I'm getting press credentials to Colts games if Lamar's there. There you go. 
Patriots are the second choice. Bill Belichick wants Lamar Jackson. He needs him. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Don't forget, high school baseball, the Big X tonight. I'll be in Jeffersonville where the Red Devils will host Manual. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Hey.